Good day, everybody. I am Joshua. Buongiorno. I'm Jamie. And, and we're, we're going to do Daredevil. Um, before we start, is there anybody out there? Hello, there hello, 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 hello. Thank you, listener. Yes. <laughs> uh, before we start, there's something that we haven't done for a while on this show. Um, I haven't given you a gift in a while. What? Uh, yeah, and I have something Ugh. for you. I don't you have know, anything for you, bro. That's all right. You don't need to have anything for me. That's Ugh. the point of a gift is to have something for someone else. Oh um, my goodness! This is something that uh, it was kind of funny. I uh, it, it just arrived, so it's perfect timing. It literally just arrived. I thought oh. it wasn't going to make it. Um, I got a, a little commission of a little piece of art. What? Um, it's 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 a triptych almost, but uh, we're going to have one piece each, and in, it's like one of those lockets where you put the hearts together. <laughs> oh really? Um, what? But this is your piece. This is uh, what? Dun, 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 dun. No way! What is this? It's a little image of uh, Daredevil fighting the gladiator, the gladiator too. That is amazing. Yeah, and this is the one I got. Oh, that is so cool. I got Gladiator versus Chester. Uh, Ron Joseph is the artist. Uh, I commissioned a couple of pieces from him. He's a oh great artist. Oh, my goodness. Dude, um, thank you so much. Yeah, of course. That is awesome. Yeah, it was, uh, it's, he's, he's a great artist. Uh, Ron Joseph. Uh, at Ron Joseph 717, if you want to follow him on Twitter and uh, maybe get a commission. I will post these uh, the images up. I've got a couple of uh, scans that he sent of them. Oh, man, this is so cool. But they're nice, right? Yeah, I, I need to, I need to follow him. He's really yeah. good. Ooh, it's really good. I got the yeah. I got my one is it's over the shoulder of the Jester as he gets a nice billy club in the face and he's yo. Can I see yours again? Out. Yeah, and uh, and see that up close. and Joshua has got the gladiator and he's is over Daredevil's oh, shoulder. Oh man, the gladiator! That is so cool. And he did the he. The jester outfit is yeah. is is my favorite. The jester. classic. It's the classic. Did yeah. you tell him that? Uh, he asked which one I would prefer. And oh, I he asked, did, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Normally, I get I get uh, a few oh, commissions man. of Daredevil pieces, and normally I say to the artist, uh, "Draw your favorite costume mm-hmm. for Daredevil." But for the villain, for the jester, I was I, I specified that one. These are really good. It's kind of nice because he actually said, "Is this the costume that you want?" And he sent the classic one, and I was like, "Oh yeah, you got this down. You you know what I want." <laughs> wow, that's really cool, yeah. man! Th- th- thank you so much, Jamie. Mm, this of is course. awesome. Yeah, this is going up. Yeah. Oh heck yeah, dude! Thank you so much. Yeah, he's a great inker as well. Wow. He is really good at inking. Mm-hmm. I love the Gladiator. The Gladiator has always been one of my faves. Mm. Before we started doing this podcast, I really liked him. Yeah, you do some great stuff with him, like later on, because. My first, you know, I started with the Brian Michael Bendis is mm-hmm. when I really got into it, and, and he's got a lot of good Gladiator in his storyline. Oh, so. nice! I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to that. I'm st- I'm reading at the moment. I'm do I just finished the other day the Andersenti run, and there's some great stuff in that. There's I don't think the Gladiator appears for a while in all of that stuff, but it's it's glorious. It's such a good run. But we are going to talk about another great couple of issues today. Oh, we still got to do some talking. What? We're going to talk about uh, a little cat called Daredevil. Mm-hmm. 
And he has a book called Daredevil. Yeah, and he likes to wear red. He wears red and he fights crime. Um, he's blind. It's, uh, we start with issue 181 and then we uh, go into 182 as a little denouement to yes. the issue. Um, it's April 1982, I think. Where it is 82. It's, it's 1982. Uh, this, is a cla- th- this is probably the first classic issue of Daredevil that people think back on and when you say what is a classic yeah. Daredevil issue that that you like, yeah. people usually go to this one. Yeah, I think this is one of the this is might be the only Daredevil issue that's in the the list of the uh, uh, all time greatest Marvel comics. There's a and, list of a hundred all time greatest Marvel. And it's funny because when you think about it, um, there's so many good ones that Stan Lee did from mm-hmm. issues one to fifty. Mm-hmm. There's so many good comics in there, but the comic book wasn't very popular. Even though it sold like three hundred thousand copies yeah, or yeah. whatever, some insane <laughs> amount. It sold all but it wasn't popular 10. compared to the other books. Mm-hmm. So it kind of gets you it's know a little underground hit. Yeah. Um, which also as a little uh, note, this issue is actually dedicated to Wallywood. I think Wallywood was uh, passed around this time. Really? Yeah. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, but here, this is one eighty-one, one dollar, one mm-hmm. one of your dollars back then. You got to remember the the actual. Book itself is sixty cents. Yeah. Um, this is a special double-sized issue. Special double-sized issue. It says on the cover. Special double-sized issue. If you guys listened to our podcast last week, we talked about um, how um, one of my favorite issues, uh, one seventy-nine, mm-hmm. how that issue all came from the perspective of Ben Urich. Yeah. This issue, this comes from the perspective. Of another side character, mm-hmm. which I thought is was pretty cool. And when Frank Miller was writing it, I wonder if he saw the success of 179 or how well yeah. it turned out in his mind that, you know what, for this big moment, I'm going to tell it from Bullseye's perspective now. Yeah. Because, yeah, this whole issue, and this is a double-sized issue. Uh, once again, Daredevil is a side character in it. Yeah. But, man, it is good. It's It's... Uh, I I think I've said it. I may even have just said it, but this is one of my favorite. Yeah, Daredevil issues. This is one of this is one of the best comics ever. Yeah, it, it's it's really good. And um, uh, at this point, where 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 is Bullseye at in, in the history of Bullseye in, as this starts? Uh, in the history of Bullseye, he's in Rikers. He's failed. He's he's overcome. He's uh, he had a brain tumor, which mm-hmm. was making him. He had a, like a psychological collapse, basically, and he managed to overcome that make his way back into the world become the the hitman the main hitman for uh, Wilson Fisk and he was taken down by Daredevil one more time and uh, sent to jail and is just discarded at this stage he is he is resentful he's angry and all he can think about is revenge right and i think the thing that makes him the maddest is the fact that Daredevil saved his life. Yeah. I think the fact that he didn't just let him die because what happened was um, they were in a, a subway. Yeah, they had and, a great, uh, hand great hand fight. Hand. And the, the subway car- train was coming towards Dare- or coming towards both of them. Daredevil got out of the way and he had that moment. Do I save him? Do I not save he him? Said, I don't even know if I can drag his yeah. body. I'm so beat up at the moment. But of course, Daredevil being the hero that he is, he decided yeah. to go ahead and save Bullseye. And when he did that, um, it and now that Bullseye's alive, and you know, and well, um, in the prison, it's killing him that that Daredevil actually 
let him live. And that's yeah. something that he has to live with. This guy that he wants to defeat so bad saved his life. Yeah. So we have a series, we have him picturing Daredevil being, he, he pictures himself killing Daredevil, shooting him through the head. And the first, the first page is basically Daredevil being shot in the head with a target around him. And we, ooh, and we get the, uh, we get, <laughs> sorry, everyone, I, <laughs> I moved my leg and kicked everything over. Um, we get the, the, we go instantly into, uh, bullseye thinking I am that's all I can think about all I can think about is the moment I'm going to kill you then we have a neat little flashback but we see it interspersed with uh, with uh, bullseye in solitary confinement he's, he's been put he's not allowed to be around anyone he's basically told you you're too dangerous stay here you're in a cage and all he can think about is the moment you beat me the moment Daredevil took me down the moment he saved my life and that's all I can think about is how I'm going to kill you I'm going to kill you um, we cut to, he's been allowed, he's been granted a gymnasium where he can work out. And uh, he says that the the, the warden um, basically allowed it to happen because the, the therapist said that it would help him get aggression out. Reform. Yeah, it was, it's yeah. part of it was like, you've got to get your aggression out. So here's a gymnasium, you can work out. But it's very strict that you, like people, again, you can't be around people. So he's working out in the gym. And someone's coming in. They say Benjamin. They call him Benjamin. He's he's called Benjamin Lester Poindexter. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the name that they've been using. But he later on reveals that it's just that's not his name. It's, he it's, says it's one of many. That, it's one of many that, names that he's I've used. Yeah. Created for and himself. He doesn't want people calling him that. Right. Um, so someone comes in and says it's Tom Snide, the TV host, and Tom Snide in silhouette says, "I want to. I'm not going to beat around the bush, Mister Poindexter. Uh, I've been given permission from your warden to interview." you on television um and i'd really like to interview and he says get lost he says and his therapist says it'd be great i think it'd be really good for you to talk through with this guy to talk about what's going on and bullseye says you know i'm not interested and then one of the seizures hits and they reveal that even though he had the tumor removed he still has these these seizures. terrible terror it's it's like seizure headaches they're yeah they're just like a, a headache of like a super powerful headache and the way that that we see them happening is that He's moving through the the scene, but there's like a flame of pain that just goes off in all directions and overwhelms right. him. So, so what they do is um, they ha- and this is something that happens periodically. So they're prepared for yeah. it. They have this device that they bring in that that cuffs his hands. Yeah, he has this special cuffs that yeah. he has to put his hands in that close around him to stop him from being able to grab anything. And and then the uh, the remedy. Yeah. is um, a little red pill, mm-hmm. and that's what... Uh, so and, and he knows it, too, and it's funny because as soon as he has his headache and his, and his arms are in there, he's screaming to the guard. He's like, okay, they're in there. They're in there. Yeah. Hurry up. Give me the medicine. Give me the medicine. It, it's killing me. It's hurting yeah. so bad. And this guard, Harry, takes his time because, you know, he's a, he's a prison guard, and he's sick yeah. and tired of dealing with these sickos all day. And, and it's great, too, because as soon as Bullseye calms down and relaxes, he goes, you know what, Harry? Because you're a dead man. You're a dead man. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah sure. I'm going to kill you for that. <laughs> and he's, you know, his brain's coming down, but then almost instantly he's thinking of Daredevil again, thinking mm-hmm. of him. And we cut to Daredevil in his own gymnasium, working out his own aggression. But what's great is, is that this is still coming from Daredevil's, or sorry, from, from Bullseye's, Bullseye's perspective. perspective. Yeah. So the dialogue is, this is what he thinks Daredevil's doing. Yeah, he says, you know, it, you're probably working out, yeah, you're probably... Honing that fighting skill that you have, that's that mixture of, of all that karate nonsense that you use to beat me up. And he says, but next time, next time, you're going to die. 
yeah. in the diet. I don't care what you can do. We see um, there's a, a little bit of uh, he gets his one afternoon a week in the yard for some sun and air. Mm-hmm. And basically he stands off in the corner. This is a great little sequence. He's yeah. there. He's, he has the big cuffs on. We see that he mm-hmm. has the big cuffs on. He's just standing up against the wall. This is one thing I wish would not have been in here. Oh, yeah. Because they're setting up future um, future issues. Yeah, this is something. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, th- when he goes up against the fence and, and somebody's trying to approach him, it, it ends up being Punisher. Yeah, someone someone tries to stop this guy's walking towards him, and someone goes over, and goes, "Are you crazy going up to that guy? That's bullseye. He'll kill you." He's he's. Oh, hang on. Yeah. You're okay, and it's Turk. Yeah, your Turk is the it's one that's Turk trying to stop him. Yeah, yeah, Turk and Grotto, and they say, "I'm out," and they run. And then uh, this there's this 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 little exchange. Basically, mm-hmm. these two. These two killers right. face off against each other from either side of the what they perceive as the law. And um, uh, Bullseye says, I recognize you. You're the Punisher. You're in the joint for killing guys like me. This is your first day. Punisher says, my third. You've got a lot of enemies here, Punisher. One week tops and you'll be leaving in a bag. Says, could be, but you're staying. Yeah. And then he does this. He messes with him. Punisher says, um, you've been on good behavior waiting for, for a note from the kingpin, your old boss. You know, you're, you're trying, you're biding your time, you're going to come out. But just to let you know, word on the street is that he doesn't need you anymore. Yeah, he's, he's got hi- another assassin. Yeah, he's hired somebody else. And and he knows that, that this is going to make Bullseye go yeah. crazy. He says, why are you telling me this? And he says, oh, maybe you'll do something stupid and get yourself killed. And, I, and I'd like that. <laughs> he, he wants that to happen. Yeah. It's, it's a cool little scene. Yeah. The only reason I wish it wasn't in here was just because this issue as itself uh-huh. It's it's contained. Yeah, it doesn't so need anything. It doesn't so. need this part so much. Uh, I mean, it does because it, it get this is how it bullseye. The to, this is how bullseye finds out that he is um, that the kingpin has hired somebody else. Yeah. So that so in that sense, it is important to the story. Yeah, and I guess if one guy's going to do it, it's going to have the guts to go up to him. It could yeah be, be punisher. Well, then you know what? I, I I changed my mind. You're right because yeah. somebody. Yeah, it would be have to be somebody that. That could do that, I guess. Yeah. That's a good point. Maybe yeah. the Punisher wasn't necessary. You know what? This is perfect. My, this is my favorite scene in the comic book. <laughs> I love this scene. Yeah, this is my favorite. Winning at every stage. There's no bad scenes in this book. Yeah. Um, and then it's we true, cut to it's uh, a live broadcast yeah. from Rikers Island because obviously it's... Bullseye has figured something out. Yeah. He's like, you know what? I am going to go ahead and I am going to do that. I'm going to let you. In, I'm going to let Tom interview me, mm-hmm. and uh, so. Is, while the interview starts, he's allowed to do it in costume. Yeah, which is which is well, of course. It's think about the theatrics of TV. Yeah. of course he would be in. They costume. They want him in costume, so they've got this the, it, within the prison cell. They've set up a little uh, f- uh, studio for them to mm-hmm. film in, and he's in. He's cuffed up. His legs and arms are both cuffed, and uh, it's the interview of one of the most notorious criminals in history. And uh, we have the mo- this is the moment where he says, uh, it's a name that I use. So you have Tom says, good evening, Mr. Poindexter. And he says, Bullseye. He says, what? Call me Bullseye. Poindexter is just a name. I've used one of many. What's your real name? Bullseye. Um, he says, okay, well, I won't be around the bush. You're a reprehensible killer, a felon, a monster. You've killed so many people. Uh, put people in. How does that make you feel? He says, I, I, I don't. I don't feel anything. So you get a real insight of like he hears... A sociopath. He's completely like, disconnected from right. Him. And at that moment, uh, it appears that he gets one of those nasty seizure headaches. Yeah. And uh, and the cop is standing behind him. Harry. Harry goes another headache, huh? Let me just push down the cap. How do you open this dang thing? He's, he's like, like hurry, hurry, he's taking his sweet time. time. And, and yeah, uh, you know, bullseyes and and obviously a lot 
a lot of pain. Mm -hmm. But as soon as they drop the pill in his mouth, something changes. It turns out he's actually not in pain and that he was faking the headache. He says, thanks, sucker. So he takes the pill and he spits it right in old Harry's eye. Yeah. And this causes Harry to shoot first, ask questions later, which when you're dealing with a supervillain, sometimes that's kind of what you need to yeah. do. But Bullseye and, knows what he's going to yeah, do. Bullseye, he's read the room. Yeah, he's read the room. He knows, and he moves his body in such a way that when Harry fires, because he's not taking any chances, he ends up shooting the uh, chain and breaking in, uh, his restraint. Uh-huh. So Bullseye is now cuffless. He still has the cuffs on, but his arms are free. He's able to kick Harry. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't know how he got his feet out. That's interesting. Oh, no, they took they took the feet cuffs off after he's walked in. You can see he's got his legs crossed. So he kicks Harry, takes him down, as now, now has a gun, which, you know, is terrible news for anyone involved with Bullseye. Yeah. Gun has shot one shot. He shoots two more. He takes out the other guards. He uses the microphone, uh, takes it out of the boom, and spins it around and tags Tom, the interviewer, mm-hmm. um, takes him as a hostage, fires one more, bullet that's uh that shows him kicking his feet out that's weird there's a little there's a little area i want my no prize yeah um, yeah so I, he, I never noticed that before yeah. either so he he wait hold on when he didn't kick anybody any point he kicked uh harry in the face that's his foot right oh that is his foot yeah. but but it's um oh and then he doesn't have any of oh he shoots them off at this yeah. point yeah, but I he only see. shoots them separate, and then he doesn't. Oh well, we're nitpicking. Who cares? Yeah, yeah we're nitpicking. We're nitpicking. Sorry. Um, in fact, all the cuffs have come off at this stage, which is yeah. weird. Um, so he basically he fires one more. So he's fired four. Is that what he says? Yeah, it's four. He's fired four bullets, and he says, "Open the gate, open the doors, or I'm going to shoot this guy in the head." Just back off. Open the and they open it. They lock themselves in a cell, and he's leaving. And there's Harry. Harry's down on the ground. Who he kicked? I love this moment. Um, and he says, hey, Harry, before I go, you remember Yeah. <coughs> remember what I said? Boom. <laughs> remember, I, I, I made a promise, remember? And he says, please don't. And he says, yeah, yeah. And he shoots him. He says, okay. Shoots him. And he says, I've only got two more bullets left. That was silly, but, you know, it was fun. So he wastes the two bullets on two headlights. Yeah, they, they, as they leave, uh, spotlights. spotlights that come spotlights. on. And he shoots both those. Um, and then he says, okay, I've got no bullets um, and I've got to get out of here now. And this is him just thinking. He's going along, and mm-hmm. he hears a sound. There's a helicopter. It's the guards in a helicopter who come down. And he goes, oh, perfect. I've got that. So he says, drop the gun. And he uses the gun, throws the gun, hits the guard that's in the helicopter, pointing the gun at him in the head, knocks him down, uses the microphone to wrap around the skid, uh, what do you call them, the, sk- the skid ski thing, the, the landing <coughs> landing ski of the helicopter. Right. Uh, the helicopter starts taking up and he climbs up, throws the guy out of the helicopter and flies his helicopter away for freedom. He's mm-hmm. escaped. That's how he escaped. And, and then and he's see, thinking, uh, this is the this th- is another this is, thing. This is so good. So so he's on the uh, uh, he's he's in the helicopter, right? And obviously Matt goes and he you know Matt needs to come in at some point. He's Daredevil. Yeah. You know, this is a Daredevil comic book. So this is more of Bullseye thinking about he what. Says, what are you up to now? Yeah, you've what, heard I've escaped. Yeah, what obviously you you've doing? heard I've escaped. So there's a shot of Matt turning on the radio, uh-huh. hearing it, yeah. changing into his Daredevil outfit, quickly exiting his his brownstone, mm-hmm. and uh, going across the city. Um, and it's great because that's something that Daredevil would do. But the only way we can cut to that is because 
bullseye's thinking because this is a bullseye story. Yeah. And Daredevil's not there. He's across town. So it's bullseye saying, I bet you this is how you would do it. This is what you would do. You're going to yeah. come to me, aren't this you? This is what's going to happen. You're worried. I can. T- I yeah. know you're worried right it's, now. It's really, yeah. really good the way that it's done. <laughs> um, we cut to bullseye. He's trying to find some information about this new... Uh, assassin that Kingpin has working for him. So he goes back to Mr. Slaughter. Mr. Slaughter. Mr. Slaughter, yeah. Mr. Slaughter's hanging out in a sweaty, in a sweaty Texas, sweaty uh, hideout. And sweaty, sweaty Texas and everybody's cigarette. smoking cigarettes and Bullseye. Uh, he hasn't. He's smoked. a smoker. Yeah, he's but he hasn't smoked in a while because yeah. he's been in uh, in the joint. Yeah, and he's uh, you know cigarettes are money out there. He probably did, was never given any cigarettes while he was in prison. So he's he's hanging out and this guy keeps flicking his cigarette ash out the window and he's talking. He's talking about uh, how Kingpin is. Uh, um, you know, he's giving all of the kills to Electra. Mm-hmm. No one's getting any work. They're kind of getting sick and tired of it. What do we do? Um, and they're talking about how a kill notice has gone out on Bullseye. Bullseye's escaped and they've said, and Kingpin has said, I want him taken care of. So they're saying, okay, well, we're going to take him care. We're going to kill Bullseye. Uh, we can't have this Electra abroad killing everyone. And uh, we want we want a good payout for this. Um, I've got a wife and kids to think about. Old sweaty Texas, and as he um, is uh, smoking his cigarette, and he says, "In fact, I've got two wives." And uh, he <laughs> brings his hand back with a cigarette, and the cigarette's gone. He's like, "Hey, what's going on?" He looks out the window. Bullseye's there. Bullseye kicks him in the face, and we see some. He's got some nifty moves. He's learned how mm-hmm. to do some. Yeah, he's, he's always he, been. A, a well, but he's been working good. out in prison for he's a while now. And, uh, and I like this because he then he takes the knife from one of the guys yeah. and he sticks it right in Slaughter's face. Yeah. And Slaughter it does not even peer. She says, good to see you've kept yourself in shape. Yeah, not even a little bit. Yeah. He doesn't even flinch a tad. And he says, okay, I know what you're up to. You're after this woman called Electra, this assassin. I can lead you. I can give you a piece of information. Uh, she's been instructed to kill Franklin Nelson. So there you go. You want one of my cigars? Mm-hmm. And uh, he... This is now this page is great. So, Kingpin, um, sorry, Bullseye is just like, okay, I've got all the information I need. He's going over the files, he's building the what he's going to yeah. do. He's planning it, his head. The, the way that they draw this, and mm-hmm. um, this is a tactic that's done a lot, is they they have a splash page, yeah, and then they it's all one image, and then they put panels on top of the image, yeah, to tell the story to, to break down the to, timing exactly. But they do it all in one image, and that's kind of how this one is right yeah. here. And we have the center of the image is Bullseye lying back, and he's laughing, he's laughing, and he's we laughing. have ha ha ha's all over the page. Yeah, the laughter's going all the way through the page, but then we see why he's laughing. He says, I've, got, I've just had a crazy idea. Let me let me go over this for you, viewers, listeners. Yeah, um, and he says, This is my idea. So, old man Slaughter, he's let me a couple of his boys to. To go out there, he's kind of he, he's scared of the kingpin as well, so he wants me to be to take care of this, and he's given me the files on Nelson and Murdoch because um, of this guy Nelson that's going to be killed by this assassin, and I'm looking at it, I'm looking at the partner, and I'm going over it. And maybe it's because I've been drinking, maybe it's because I'm just tired. But yeah, there's, there's you know, booze and there's booze, there's cigarettes, cigarettes everywhere, there's pills, yeah. there's everything, and he says, but yeah. I'm looking at this 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 other cat. The fat one, I don't really care. The, 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 the chubby shyster, I think he says. I know oh, he just calls him a shyster. They always call him shysters in this. It's like, yeah. Everyone's a shyster. Well, shyster. all the lawyers are shysters. Um, and he says, I'm looking at it, and the tubby guy, not that interested in, you know, he's whatever. That's the guy who's going to get killed. But the other guy, this this Matt Murdock cat, he looks familiar. I'm wondering. He looks a lot like Daredevil. And I'm thinking, 
That's crazy. And then I read that this guy's blind. And I just laugh. And I just think, that's hilarious. Imagine that. Imagine you, you, a blind guy being Daredevil. You, you know what's funny? Is that if anyone could tell that Daredevil and Matt are the same person, mm-hmm. it would be Bullseye. And yeah. I think the reason why is because Bullseye is so infatuated with him. Yeah. He is so infatuated with Daredevil that even if Daredevil's bottom of his face was covered, like let's say yeah. he wore an outfit like Black Panther. Yeah. He would still, I think, be able to tell it they were the he'd same look person. At the shape and the he, movement. Yeah, and he'd the, look at the way that they move, the shape, and and he'd be able to tell. Yeah. Just because of that infatuation. Yeah. So this makes sense. Yeah. But then I like that little, the, the whole little blind or the little blind uh, comment. Yeah, isn't that and, crazy? In, in making it laugh, it's cool. Yeah. So we cut across so we cut, town. We cut, we've seen to, Matt, but the only reason Matt we're Murdoch. seeing Matt yeah. is because Bullseye is watching him in the yeah. courtroom, mm-hmm. and he's interested because you know he's watching Nelson. And he's watching, but he's watching both of them. And uh, he's he's thinking to himself, this Matt Murdock guy's a sap. Uh, he's, and he says, you know, I'm, I'm kind of crazy to think that he's like you. I mean, he's he's chatty. And uh, he, he says, you know, you're not chatty, but this guy won't stop talking, but he's a lawyer. But he is like you. He's a sap. In one mm-hmm. way, he's a lot like you. You're both saps. And he thinks that's funny. <laughs> Shysters and saps. Shysters and saps. And he kind of <laughs> chuckles. And he says, you know, Murdoch wins the case, the crowd thick around him. I get close to um, Nelson. So nice work, counselor. And he slaps a little bug on his shoulder so he can listen to where he's going. And uh, he's following Nelson as Nelson leaves the courthouse, gets a cab. He's happy. You know, he's singing zippity-doo-dah and saying, oh, this is great. Uh, I won a case. I'm in the, you know, this is all fantastic. I'm on top of the world, Ma. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bullseye gets up to... The, the cab takes off. Uh, Bullseye goes up to a cab behind it and Another says, cab. follow that cab. And the guy says, I'm off duty. Get lost. So, so what does Bullseye do? Bullseye. He takes out an ace playing card and slits his throat. Yeah, he, he flicks it. He at him, flicks it and it slits, slits the throat. the guy's throat. He gets Man. the cab now. and he's don't, don't practice this, Jamie. Practice the envelope going through or the, the, the airplane, airplane going window, through the glass. Yeah. yeah, don't practice slicing people's throats with playing cards. Yeah, and this is great. He says, he has this little moment. He says, I don't care what the movie's saying, all that stuff. Uh, you can tell anyone in New York. It, it's so busy. You could walk. You could be two paces behind someone mm-hmm. and they wouldn't even spot you. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm right on this guy's tail. I'm watching the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then he's listening in. That's kind of cool because mm-hmm. if you think about it, I would never look behind me to see if somebody's following no. me. Never. No. So he's following and uh, Nelson's in the cab and he's talking. And he oh. says, oh, Oof, I golly, love this. You, you, I've never ridden with a lady cab driver before. Uh, and he says, oh, but you're driving a little fast. Would you mind slowing down? And we cut, we, we turn and, around. And we see that it is being driven by none other than Electra. And Electra. she goes, I have been hired to kill you, Mr. Nelson. And what's cool is, is that um, she is that, uh, well, I should first say that she ends up entering the back of a, um, what is it? like? A, it's like a... a Pick uh, like a, a truck. Yeah, yeah. Going to the back of a truck, mm-hmm. and Electra's saying like, "Be silent, be calm." Uh, she says, "You'll feel no pain. You're not going to feel any pain." So Foggy starts to get really nervous, and he's crying, and he's looking up he's at Electra. He's pleading for his life. He's, he's saying, ple- "Why are you doing this? Please, I don't even it, know exactly. you. I don't know who and, you are." And this is the moment that is. This is the big turning point for me. So, so he's crying. He's looking up, and he goes, "Wait a second. I've seen you before. Yeah, I know you. You're from college. You were Matt's girl, Electra." I don't understand any of this. Why are you? And then we have a shot of Electra's face, right? So Foggy points this out. Electra looks up, and then she starts to think. And I love this shot of her squinting her eyes, and she's like, get out of here. 
Yeah. And then if you look, the defeat, the defeat of Electra leaning yeah. on the cab. She's made a choice. And She's she knows made it's a, a choice. choice. It's a bad choice. She couldn't go through with the kill mm-hmm. because Foggy is part of Matt. Yeah. And even though she attempted to kill Matt kind of last issue. She's always been, she's always taken it to yeah. a level where it's like, it's uh, not going to be I, that. You're not going to die. I'm just, you've got to get out of my way, but you're not going to die. But right. she's obsessed with him and he's obsessed with her. And yeah. It's, kind of like it, it, it's a cool moment. So Foggy just runs off. Yeah. And then after we see that shot of her leaning front, leaning down in the cab, we cut to a different angle of that shot mm-hmm. and we see, uh, I love Bullseye's guns that he yeah, had. He has it, like a Luger looking thing. It's a really crazy gun. And uh, so, and then Electra's, senses that somebody yeah. is over his shoulder. No dialogue or over no, her again, shoulder. This is another, yeah. No dialogue. And we have a shot of Electra and Bullseye together. This is the first time they've been together. Yeah. And uh right? It's the first time, isn't it? Yeah. The first time they've yeah. been anywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's cool. And then we get a huge fight. Yeah, we get a fight. The first page of the fight is uh Electra takes the gun away from him and gets her sight out and starts attacking. Uh Bullseye's on the back foot. And uh, he kind of drops over and he says, this lady's good, you know. Yeah, the whole first page, it's all Electra. Yeah. She, like every panel, she's getting all the hits. She's doing yeah. all the smacks. Bullseye has not done anything in this first no. page. And they're, they're in this this car park now. It's a, like an underground car park that they're fighting in. And he's uh, Bullseye's thinking, okay, Slaughter said she's been trained as a ninja. Now these guys, they always use darkness. So she's probably going to be trying to get behind me in the darkness and we see a little glint of light and he's thinking she's going to sneak up on me and sure enough there she is and he manages to avoid the sigh at the last second mm-hmm. and gets a couple of hits in he pulls her hair down and knees her in the the face she cuts him jumps at him stabs a car with the side where he dodges out of the way he gets a kick in and this is again this is like the there's no talking in this there's no need for talking these are two yeah. These are two fighters that are peak. This is such a change of pace from comic books. Yeah. Because up until this point, especially in Daredevil and Spider-Man, all of them, there's so much chatting that goes on in fights. They're always constantly talking to each other. Yeah, and that goes against both these characters completely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so this is is when Bullseye means business. I mean, we've seen him in the past where he's a showman and he likes to chat and he likes to talk. When he means business, he goes quiet and he gets brutal and he starts just fighting and he's studying the other person. He's studying how they fight so that he can contest that and match them. Mm -hmm. And he's starting to pick up with with, uh, Electra how she's fighting and he's able to work out what she's going to do. And she's doing, you know, she's a good fighter. We've seen over the last, what 10 12 issues that she's an incredible fire she knows what she's right. doing she can handle herself she's taken on bigger people stronger people so do you think that the reason why bullseye is suddenly doing so good against her um and matt has has never really beaten electra do you mm-hmm. think it's because matt is just not fighting 100 percent because of his feelings for her i think so yeah or do you think it's more that Bullseye has actually trained more and is more prepared than he used to be. He's a better fighter. I think it's a combination of two. I think Matt holds back, or Daredevil holds back when uh-huh. he's fighting because he still thinks there's good inside her. Mm-hmm. Um, Bullseye has has overcome that step where it's like the only reason him and Daredevil ever Daredevil gets up hand in him is that they go into this silent mode where it just becomes brutal and it becomes like a one of us is going to fall. And Bullseye approaches things like that, where it's like one of us is going to die in this. Mm-hmm. This isn't going to be a fight where at the end of it we say, I still have feelings for you. Mm-hmm. One of us is going to die. And this is the moment where he's like, okay, I'm completely focused now. 
you're not going to stop me from I have a, a mission of revenge get out of my way and you're you're in the way and I've got to I've got to win there's no two ways about it you know I think there's a part of him that knows that when he's fighting Daredevil if he loses if he gets beaten up he's not going to die at the end of it mm-hmm. uh, or he presumes he's not going to die at the end of mm-hmm. it but this is a fight to the death and he's like okay I'm yeah I'm this is me on top of my game here because the in this fight with Elector right now the tables have completely turned yeah Elector was leading at the start of it but now Bullseye figured out how to fight her yeah he worked out how to fight yeah her. and and she and he is getting all the good blows in right now mm-hmm. and it gets to the point where Elector actually takes off her um, bandana scarf, head, head scarf mm-hmm. head scarf and wraps it around uh, Bullseye's throat to uh to kind of choke him, yeah. but then that goes against her because she loses leverage, yeah. and Bullseye's able to shove her into the ground. Yeah, he, he hits her down onto the ground And And if you notice, what happens here is after the stunning, the very next panel, Jamie, there's distance between them. Yeah. And what is Bullseye really good at? This he's good he at excels. he's excels at fighting at distance. So yeah. I kind of like how they're sort of far apart yeah. in that panel because now you know, uh oh, Bullseye just put the the beat down on you, and right. now you've got distance between you. So you've lost your weapons. You've lost your weapons. Yeah, yeah. And he says, "This is when the dialogue kicks back in." And he says, uh, uh, "Put up a pretty good fight, Toots. You're pretty good, but me, I'm magic. <laughs> I love it." And he pulls out another Ace of Spades, mm-hmm. flicks it, and it goes into the throat. Yep. And it's like it's so vicious that hit to the throat. You yeah. get a real sense of that. Like it, it, you, we we've talked about this. We just talked about this. He can throw a paper airplane through a window. Mm-hmm. He knows how to throw things with incredible accuracy and lethality. A playing card, which he's already killed someone with earlier, mm-hmm. which you got the impression it was like a cut kill, but this one you get the impression it's like a thunk. It's gone deep into her throat. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> She drops to the ground and we see blood is coming out and he gets her weapons, goes over and says, now for my next trick. And this page, this is the the, the next page after this is, if I could own any page of a comic book, the original it, art. It, it would be this it would one. Be this. Oh, it is. Gosh. It is one. I would want one of I would want one of Electra in a little bit of a different I I'd want one of kind of more showcasing her. Uh-huh. Uh but I mean, this still showcases her, but this is not a happy moment. This is not. <laughs> this is not showcasing her skills. This yeah. Is, so what happens is he kills her with her own sight. He doesn't kill her yeah. on the spot. He st- he's, he sticks a sight through her, and we get a kind of repeat of the the um, the cinema. Scene yeah. Uh-huh. Where we see the spike has gone through, but the clothing is. It is an iconic image, and uh, he's two-handed thrusted this side deep into her chest, and. She's 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 just bleeding profusely at this moment, and she's stumbling away. And he's casually putting on a jacket, probably taking off his. Uh, I can't remember if he takes off his mask. Yeah, because he goes to watch. Oh no, he keeps the mask on. <clears throat> he puts on a little cap and follows as she's bleeding. Mm-hmm. She stumbles, and he's just following her at a distance and just watching where she and goes. And she ends up in, as I'm sure everyone guesses, she stumbles over to Matt's place. Yeah, she's going to Matt because she knows that she is dying. So she wants to see Matt again, and yeah. she goes to the door. She says, Matt, and... Uh, she dies in his arms. She dies in his arms, yeah. yeah. And the, there's a crowd of people now watching. They all have horrified looks on their faces, except for one person who's lighting a cigarette and just watching casually. It's Bullseye. Bullseye. And then we see, we cut to the morgue. And the reason that we know they're in the morgue is that... 
Bullseye is, Bullseye is hanging around. He's he's hanging around. He's watching. Yeah, he's watching because he knows that Matt. He knows that Matt and Foggy have some type of connection yeah. with Daredevil. He heard Foggy say, mm-hmm. "You're you and Matt's girl." Right, exactly. And he uh, he knows Elektra is Matt's girl, so yeah. he knows that they're going to come to the body, and that could hopefully lead them to uh, to Daredevil. Yeah, and we're going through the the uh, the, the coroner is listing. He says, "You know, contusions on the face." And body, broken jaw, laceration of throat, heart pierced by something metal, knife more than likely. And uh, Foggy and Matt are there. And the coroner says, do you know her? And and Foggy says very quietly, yes. Uh, her name was Electra, Electra Natchios. And uh, <coughs> her body's there. Matt is just standing next to it. He's just, he hasn't said a word. And um, while this is going on, someone taps Bullseye, who's standing off to the side watching what's going on. And uh, someone says, hey, I haven't seen you around here. And he says, yeah, I'm new. I got uh, McCaffrey's old job. And, and I love this. Matt hears it. Yeah, Matt, look, Matt hears this and he looks up. Yeah. And this is, th- this is the dialogue that, that you read. This, yeah. is, uh, this is coming from, obviously, uh, Bullseye's perspective. Bullseye, so yeah. it goes, then it happens. Murdoch jumps like a stuck pig just when he hears me speak like he recognizes my voice. Yeah. See, this is so good because yeah. this is Bullseye. This is Bullseye's comic book. Yeah. This is not Daredevil's. Yeah. So it's so cool that th- like that's the explanation that we get. It's not, you know, Daredevil thinking, "Wait, I I recognize that voice." Yeah. Who is that? Yeah, cuz we don't we don't even this is this is the beauty of it is that Bullseye's thinking now and he thinks, "I wonder. I wonder if my crazy idea of this blind mm-hmm. guy being dead." He says, "Maybe he's just heard my voice. Maybe he's scared. A lot of people would have heard my voice. I'm famous as a killer." Yeah, uh, I just gave a TV interview where I kill people on TV. Maybe he's just scared, but maybe, maybe. And this guy is talking to him, saying, "Oh, McCaffrey quit, huh?" He says, "Yeah, he won't be back." So you know, he's killed this guy called McCaffrey. It's right? Yeah. Very awesome. <clears throat> and Matt and uh, and uh, Foggy are still standing. And Matt is like, he's perked up, but he's not turning around. He's mm-hmm. just stock still listening. So as they're walking out, um, Bullseye grabs a, sc- a scalpel off of a thing. And he thinks, I'm just going to test this. I'm going to see if my, you know, what's the worst? The worst thing that can happen right now is I kill some blind guy, which yeah. I don't really care about. In fact, right. I think I, I then I throw a, a billiard ball at this guy's head at some stage. Yeah. <laughs> so he picks it up. It was a golf ball. It was a golf ball. Yeah, that's right. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so he's, he's he picks up the scalpel and he thinks, well, maybe uh, let's, it, let's it's, find out. It, it's great. So he takes it and he tosses it and across the room. He very throws it. Flicks it. It's not one of these killing and, throws. And it's I, just a And test. I love this because, you know, if if this comic was, was coming from Matt's perspective, yeah. he'd be thinking something like, oh, crud. I have to stop this thing from that's coming at my face, but I can't yeah. let Foggy know that I'm dare. He'll he'll know something's up if I'm if a yeah. blind guy is able to do that. Yeah, he doesn't so, even look. So so nonchalant, like he just takes his billy club and sticks it up by his head, just to lifts it up, lifts it up real quick, so it catches the uh, the uh, the blade, yeah. and then brings it down. And what's great about that is 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 if you look, Jamie, at the other two people in the panel when he does that, mm-hmm. they don't notice it. Yeah, no one's looking. So he's able to do it discreetly and it's yeah. and and what's great at that is as soon as that happens bullseye takes off running yeah he, says, he doesn't okay. try to do the fight right there no. he's like oh my goodness i was right i knew all along uh-huh. and where does he go he goes to see kingpin yeah. and i was surprised because i had kind of forgotten this a little bit because it's been a while since i read it so he goes to kingpin and he says kingpin i've got information for you I, I'm, you know, like Electra's gone, you know, like I'm your new guy and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and here's how I'm going to be your new guy. I'm going to give you some information and you're going to hire me back and all's going to be well. Uh-huh. 
Bullseye or, or Daredevil is Matt Murdock. Matt Murdock is Daredevil. And Kingpin is like, that's absurd. Yeah. There's absolutely no ways that po- that's possible. He says that's preposterous. It's preposterous. Is it, are yeah. you sick? Is there something wrong with you? Yeah. There's like, I'm fine. And he says, no. No, th- there's no way. It says it's a, it's a ploy. It's a perfect ploy. So then, what happens is, is Kingpin says, "If you want to be back in my employ, mm-hmm. you go get Daredevil's yeah. body. You bring me Daredevil's body, and then you and can then work then for can me work again." Me. So Bullseye goes, "Okay, I know where you live. You're mm-hmm. at your nice brownstone. You're probably worried now. You're probably uh, what's going on? You know, what are you thinking? I'm going to yeah. come and get you." So he creeps into the brownstone and he's creeping through, and he hears a voice. He hears Matt's voice <clears throat> saying, like, up in so an office, too. It's legally speaking. Yeah, he, he's talking this this legal stuff yeah. that you can't put two and And he's it, walking you know. up behind him and he sees Matt sitting at his desk working and he thinks, okay, you're done for. And he points a gun at him. And just as the gun comes up, a hand touches his shoulder and he goes, no, it can't be. I was so sure. And Daredevil's there. And Daredevil hits him and they take the fight. They're going through the brownstone, yeah. they're fighting, but he takes it out. But then we have a, a neat little cut. Around. Yeah, there's, there's a couple cool moments here. Yeah. Uh, one of them being that uh, we find out that it's actually a mannequin yeah. with a wig on it, so and, and a, a tape, tape recorder, recorder. That, that's making it sound like that Matt is speaking because it's using a recording of his voice. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. The second thing is is that through a Bullseye's dialogue, he figures that Matt is set up, or he figures that he was set up by Daredevil to believe Matt was him, yeah. to lure him there. So he fig- he feels like he was outwitted by Daredevil again. Yeah. It's funny because Bullseye cut, put himself in this own corner yeah. by actually being smart about it yeah it's it's pretty cool yeah and as he's going along he says you know it's a shame i really wanted you to be murdered because yeah. i wanted me to have killed your girl but yeah. i guess it will do that i can just kill you so he take he takes the fight out and, and, the, and he the, reveals that he has the the site he's kept um uh electra site the size were up on top of the building so he had like came and like put them there in preparation mm-hmm. or something yeah. which is kind of interesting i thought yeah because once the once the fight gets to the rooftop, it, is it when he grabs um, electricize? Yeah. So what we have now is we have an epic battle. Yeah, this is an epic battle, and you think about think about um, um, where Daredevil's coming from at this point. Mm-hmm. He just lost Electra. Mm-hmm. Where even though he's with um, Heather and everything, Electra is his true love. It's been very clear. So. Think about the passion and the fire yeah. that Daredevil's fighting with in this fight against Bullseye. Yeah, it's, it goes straight to that. What, mm-hmm. what we've said before is that sometimes when they fight and they're fought in the past, <clears throat> they have like their, their chummy dialogue or they joke around mm-hmm. and then it becomes vicious. And it's only at the moment where it gets vicious that it goes quiet and they're fighting. And this is instantly, they're, yeah. uh, they're already at the vicious stage. They start at the vicious stage. Every hit is them is them yeah. trying to take him out, and and there's no once again there's no dialogue except yeah. for sound effects. Yeah, so they they they're fighting on a rooftop. They fight to the point where they fall off the rooftop, fall through a skylight, and they're fighting and on a train. A, a train a train they comes fall onto by. Train tracks that elevate yeah. the train. It's a cool um, moment where Daredevil's Bull- been stabbed already yeah, because he fell onto one of the sides. Bullseye uses one of the sides to to catch onto the edge yeah. of the train. Yeah. And the fight takes place on the top, and it uh-huh. ends up in the air, and they're falling towards the ground, and they land on... Um, there's a wire that's going across. Yeah, there's a wire that's going across, mm-hmm. and it, it's cool because Daredevil does this jump. Yeah, they both climb up onto the wire, and they're standing like, uh, like tightrope like ti- Yeah, tightrope walkers. And you remember way back, way, way back, I can't even remember what issue it was, he, he walked across a tightrope casually whilst he was blind, whilst he yeah. lost his radar sense. 
just to test it out that he was okay right yeah yeah so he's we know that he can do this very comfortably and he what happens is he he clambers up one of the sides already fallen and and bullseye has the the other one he's climbed up he's a little wobbly on the tightrope he hasn't got the agility or the, mm-hmm. the, the and and daredevil knows that so that's why I say, and this is just it's silhouette shots of them mm-hmm. on up a sil, it's silhouette shots of them getting up to where they're both on the tightrope yeah or on the wire, and then we cut to small square panels of Daredevil's feet, yeah. and he jumps up and relands on it, which causes Daredevil or which causes Bullseye to fall off the wire, yeah. and and as he's going to fall, Daredevil goes down and catches him catches by the wrist. Hand. And this is the moment where we get back. There's dialogue now. Mm-hmm. Daredevil's holding on. He's uh, his his legs are holding onto the wire. He's holding onto Bullseye with one hand, and Bullseye says no. No, you won't save me. Like not like before. I'll kill you. I'll kill. And he has a sigh, and he's bringing the sigh up to stab Daredevil in the arm. And this is something that a lot of people have, have debated over. Yeah, I know it could go either way. Yeah. It really could. So Daredevil lets go and says, "You'll kill no one ever again." And you don't know if he's let go because he's about to be stabbed in the arm, or because he's made the choice that he wants to yeah. kill Bulls. Yeah, you, you don't know. Yeah, and you do not know. Yeah, all joking aside about how people fall off roofs with Daredevil. This is Uh one of those ones where it really is. It could go either way. It could go either way. It 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 is an amazing moment. And the panel where um the very last panel on the page where Bullseye hits the ground, it just looks like his body gets completely jacked up. Yeah, Yeah. it is such an impactful hit, and you can tell once again he's silhouetted. And then we still have his voice. We know that he didn't die. Mm-hmm. but something definitely happened and he's talking about it he's saying you know he talks about kingpin and when he talks about kingpin we cut to kingpin yeah burning a f- burning his bull- file uh, yeah burning his file on bullseye because he figures bullseye's completely yeah. he's he says, done yeah he says he's probably already yeah. looking for another i don't care about the kingpin he's probably already looking for another assassin mm-hmm. um and he says you know hope i just hope that whoever you are i hope that that when i killed that electra i hope she was important to you i i'm i'm glad that that lawyer that blind lawyer that i thought was dead is just feeling it i wish it could have been you but i'm glad that he's i broke him and then he's like you know how does he feel i hope that's how you feel right now and we reveal that he's in a hospital bed and they're talking about how he's completely um almost all of his bones were shattered his spine is shattered he can't feel his arms or legs they don't even know if he can talk anymore let alone walk and uh, he says all all i have is hate my hate for you that's all i've got i hate you more than ever and that'll be enough no matter how many months and years it takes i'm going to put myself back together and then i'm going to come for you again just wait and that's it that's it um when i read this issue the very first time I felt cheated because I really like Electra a lot. Mm-hmm. And 181 is iconic and it's such a good issue. Yeah. And I love the fact that it comes from Bullseye's perspective because of the creativity involved there, the way that you, you know, just, it's just different. It's not, it's great. But I felt cheated because I wanted to know how Daredevil was feeling when Elektra comes up into his arms and is dying. Mm-hmm. And we don't see that. All we see is Bullseye doing it, yeah. painting the picture and, and, and you know doing all the stuff. You don't see how Matt feels. And, and throughout the rest of the issue, when he's at the morgue, yeah. at, at, the, they, they cut, at the very end of the issue, they cut to um, Matt at, the, at Elektra's grave. Yeah. And, and you don't see how he's feeling. And I felt like a little gypped on that because... I, 
I like these. I like Daredevil and Elektra's relationship so much. Mm-hmm. I want to know how he's feeling with all this. Yeah. And I felt super gypped. Yeah. I mean, it, th- this this entire issue, Matt only spe- Matt speaks mm-hmm. as a lawyer. Uh-huh. He has his speech in, in court. Mm-hmm. The tape recording of Matt mm-hmm. speaks. But the only thing he says, other than those two bits, mm-hmm. at all throughout the whole thing, is you'll never kill anyone mm-hmm. again. But you'll kill no one ever again. That's the only line of dialogue from Daredevil throughout the whole issue. Right. So I felt... Like I said, I felt bad because I just because as if I wanted to know, I wanted to know how he felt because I liked the relationship so much. Yeah. But then I read 182. Yeah, and you get to see, and, and it made me feel better. <laughs> it made me feel a lot better yeah. because 182 is now all Matt, and this how is his and, emotion, and this is how he is dealing with Elector being yeah, dead. His emotional response. So to this. we may not have gotten it right at the kill, or at the morgue, but now right after that. This is how Matt is dealing with everything that happened to Electra. Yeah, and so I felt a little bit better when I read this because, like, oh, thank goodness! So now you know, like, I know how Matt feels because, man, I really wanted to know. Yeah, like I was hoping that at some point, you know, like the comic maybe will switch halfway through, <laughs> and then it will go to you know Matt's perspective yeah. while he's Daredevil and yeah and everything. But the interesting, I I think this is Daredevil as a character always seems like he's just holding on to sanity like he's very close to breaking um mentally as a character that and we've seen it before in the the very early issues there's always like this even the goofy idea of mike murdoch seems like something that like a, only a crazed mind could come up with that and think that yeah. will work and there's a lot of stuff and this is the i think this is the first time that you actually see him break yeah completely i agree the, the the whole issue is dealing with him thinking that Electra is still alive yeah. that he was somehow tricked yeah. that she that it was all a ploy to bring him down yeah that, that he can't deal with the fact that she's actually there's dead. no way that he can yeah. handle the fact that she's dead. There's no, no way nothing makes sense to him um even, and uh so this whole issue is him trying to find out that she's alive yeah. and you can see how it is mentally destroying him mm-hmm. but this whole issue you can do that yeah. Um. And this is also another time where him and Heather break up again in this issue because yeah. he has he has nothing. He doesn't want to do anything with her right now. He's horrendous to everyone in this yeah. issue. He's a real. He, yeah. He's a punk because he. It starts out. It's a splash page of him waking up from a dream, saying she's alive. Big splash page. Probably the biggest shot of Matt's face we've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> um. Big blue eyes. And then uh, he says, no, that's crazy. Electra's dead. She died in my arms. I felt her last heartbeat. I smelled the blood when it filled mm-hmm. her lungs. I heard her final death rattle. She's dead. She's alive. I can't feel it. He's literally going crazy. Yeah. So what does he do? He puts on the Daredevil outfit. Yeah, he says, there's got to be a clue to this yeah, somewhere. I got to see answers. if I can find out. So he goes out into the rooftop. Hey, it's snowing. Yeah. A year has passed. <laughs> when I'm figuring out how old Daredevil yeah. is. So <laughs> next time it's summer. There we go. It's another year. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> he's out looking for clues. And then we cut to Rikers Island and we and we go to um, the Punisher. Yeah. And uh, the Punisher um, is, well, first off, he gets attacked by these guys. He gets attacked in the shower. And, and he, you know, does the whole, you know, I'm Punisher. I can beat the crap out of you. And, yeah. and, and he beats him down pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Then he gets seen by, is it the warden or, or it's, uh, some? It's like the assistant to the warden, I think. Um, comes up to him and says, 
look, um, there are these criminals that committed these crimes. I can't do anything about it, but I know if you were out there, you could do something about yeah. it. So I have a proposition for you. I'm going to, you know, set yeah. up this whole scheme or this whole plan so you can get out of here. I'm going to help yeah. you break out. And he's like, he says oh. that he's a, he's a part of an agency. I think it's Mr. Spindle is the character name. So, uh, Punisher's like, okay, keep, keep talking. I'm listening. Keep talking. Then and we cut to Glenn Industries. Mm-hmm. Haven't heard about them for a while. No. And it's snowing, as you said, um, they're having a little board meeting. They're going through some quarterly reports and there's the guy, the, uh, in fact, is this Mr. Spindle? I can't remember which one is. Um, no, this is Mr. Spindle. Sorry, this is Mr. Spindle, who is like the <clears throat> he's, he's the, the CEO or the, yeah. the, or the, the C, the executive in charge. Yeah, probably. and he's he's the one that's trying to to get the company away from Heather. Yeah, and Heather's there looking at papers, not yeah. really making two and two of and anything that's going on. But she's trying to seem like she's involved with the company. She's smarter than she's always presented, and she's she's a smart cat. And she's saying, you know, this is this is interesting. It's all really confusing for my poor little brain. Yeah, I'm gonna show it to my lawyer. He's always really good with this stuff. Yeah. Don't worry. Don't do anything until I've shown us. And and you know, Mr. Spindle's like, um, as soon as Heather leaves, yeah, it's too late. We're, we're, we're yeah, we're taking your company. Yeah. So now we go back into the action finally. Yeah, and we get Daredevil just beating the crud out of people, trying to get answers, trying to get answers, and obviously doesn't find out anything. So he goes back to the office where he's sulking around. Becky's trying to make him feel better, and and, uh, he tells her that he thinks Electra's alive, and Becky's like, alive? Are you kidding me? They cut they cut her up. Yeah, like, we were there. We were there. <laughs> we were at the morgue. You know, you saw that. They identified her by the dental records. It was Electra, and yeah. and Matt just can't face it. He's like, no, it was a, it was a body. It was it wasn't her. It was yeah. some type of a thing. It's a trick. It's all a trick. None none of this makes sense. And then Heather comes in. And yeah. Matt, I've got these things. Could you give me a hand with it? I really, really like this. I like this part. And uh, He's, he goes, "Oh yeah, I forgot. We were supposed to go somewhere." Yeah, she goes, um, we've got we've got a date. Come on, don't you recognize my voice? Come on. And she goes over and she tries to be love, loving towards him, and he's yeah. like, "I'm busy," and grabs her hand and she says, "You're you're hurting my hand." He goes, "Sorry." Anyway, that report. I need everything. I need uh, yeah. I need everything about Electra. And this is when Heather's like, "Who's Electra? What's going on? Why are you ignoring me? Why do you keep mentioning this person, Electra?" And Matt's like, just leave. We'll talk mm-hmm. later. I'm busy. And Foggy's coming in with a with, uh, with a p- new potential client. New potential client. And and right as um, mm-hmm. Heather is steaming out, breaking up with Matt for the 87th time. Yeah. And uh, it's just it, it's funny because it, this is the part that I liked, Jamie, because so the person, the potential client, you know, leaves. Yeah. She sees everything and is like, oh, this is kind of you know sketchy. I don't know. And then Foggy's a little upset and goes, Matt, have you lost your mind? And then there's a just a, a shot of Matt with his head down, mm-hmm. wide shot. Becky's looking at him. Foggy's looking at him. Obviously, Heather's gone at this point, too. Then we have a shot of Matt's face. He says, I don't know. And then he leaves the building. And you see how much Foggy actually cares for him. Yeah. So at that moment, Matt is sort of kind of realizing, am I crazy? Yeah. Like, did she die and, you know, I, and I'm crazy? So now we get to cut to some more uh, guest stars in this uh, in this issue. Uh, we uh, we've got our, our buddies uh, Turk and Grotto, in, Turk and Grotto getting ready to escape yeah. at, at just the the same time that escape is actually being put in motion for none yeah. other none other than the Punisher. And I love that part because once the Punisher goes up, everything is in silhouette. I love this. It's snowing out, and uh, it's silhouette. Uh, an elevator uh, ladder's been let down. The Punisher's climbing up the elevator. 
And Grotto's like, uh, that's the Punisher. Like, <laughs> I don't want to have anything to do with this. I'm not escaping with that guy. Uh, yeah, like, I'm going into the water. Like, I'm going to turn myself back in. This is dumb. And mm-hmm. and then, of course, Turk's like, no, we can do this. So he starts to climb up on the ladder. And yeah. then uh, Punisher cuts the line. So Turk falls into the water. So I'm yeah. sure he ends up going back to jail. But so now we know that the, that the Punisher has indeed... He's now left Rikers. He was successfully broken out. Yeah. Um, we cut back and we yeah. we don't know where we are, but the dead of it is just beating <laughs> just up a beating room up full of people. people. And this this is great. There's this whole yeah, fight sequence I know. goes on. So the good. last guy is thrown and lands skidding across a, a desk, knocking papers flying, and the kingpin's just sitting yeah. there. And he just says, "Finished? Are you finished? <laughs> are you done?" He says, "Okay, let's uh, good. Now we can. Now that we have dispensed with the formalities, perhaps you should tell me what it is that you want." And this is great because. Kingpin's like ready for some what 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 crazy crime are you gonna try to convince yourself yeah. that I did that you know I'm too smart to be done? But you know he's gonna give him the time of day because yeah. he brought Vanessa back, even yeah. though we kind of have forgotten about that at yeah. this moment. But See, like, Sam, what, he, what is it that you yeah. want this time? And he says, I want Electra. Um, she served you as your chief assassin, helped you maintain your control over the mobs, and now you're helping her hide from me. And Kingpin looks at him and says, you're insane. And, and Daredevil also is hearing his heartbeat. Yeah. And his heartbeat jumped, mm-hmm. but uh, he doesn't know if it's afraid or because he's astonished. He's just confused. He's like, you've gone mad. Yeah. And he says, are you ill? And he says, okay, I'm going to have to beat it out of you. And he goes, this is some kind of joke, right? You, <laughs> you know that that's not going to happen. Okay? You're not going to do that. And he just, they, they face off against each other and Daredevil puts his club away and he leaves and as he leaves all these guys you know come what? out of a hidden room i want to say one thing though mm-hmm. um up until this point um they've only fought one time yeah and uh and kingpin beat him easily yeah and pretty much any time that daredevil and kingpin fight kingpin beats him easily yeah. which i think is awesome oh yeah i love Absolutely. that so much at this moment though i wonder I wonder if if Daredevil would have actually beat him. Yeah, I think there's a good shot that he would have because he had all that emotion with him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Should have tried it. So he comes out, <clears> and the, the people are like, <throat> the people that have been hiding in this side room come out, and they're like, "Should we be worried?" And he's like, "No, no. Yeah, we have nothing to worry about. <laughs> yeah. Daredevil's gone crazy. We're good. Don't you worry. He's he's chasing phantoms." And then we have a uh, a call. We we see it's like four o'clock in the morning, four o two, four o one, four o two, and there's a phone call. And it's <laughs> I love this. It's um, Foggy reaching over to what he thinks is the alarm. He's trying to turn it off. He sticks his hand in a, in, a glass in a glass, and, <laughs> and he just puts the glass back on his face. And um, uh, uh, Debbie answers the phone and says, "It's a call from Judge Coffin." And Foggy's like, "What? What? Y- yes, Your Honor. What is it? What? What are you? What are you shouting about? What's wrong?" And he reveals that um, Matt woke Matt, woke up Judge Coffin. Judge Coffin and ordered an uh, uh, exhumation order. Wanted a signed exhumation to order. To dig up Elector's grave, grave so he could inspect the body. Yeah. We have so another... obviously, so, you know, Foggy, he gets up and this makes uh, Debbie mad. Yeah. Debbie's a little upset. But yeah. Foggy's like, you know what? I got to go there. I got to be there for my friend. Obviously, something's not right. Yeah. So we have do one you know, more cutaway. I, do, I do like that we learn that they, they sleep naked. They right? do sleep naked. I know. <laughs> I kind of, <laughs> saying, I, that, that tickled me for some reason. I was like, oh, bless them. <laughs> um, so we have our last cutaway of the of the issue. Mm-hmm. Once again, they're setting up another storyline, but this is the Punisher now. Yeah. He was let out. Um, uh, He's there to take down a drug yeah, a, a, a shipment. A, dr- a drug shipment. And he ends up you know, using his guns and uh-huh. he takes everybody down. And yep. then the very last person 
who's willing to give up. He goes, please, I give up. And I love Punisher goes, this is war. I don't take prisoners. And he shot him and killed him, even yep. though he was giving up. Yep. Then he goes over and realizes it was just a kid. Yeah. So he's just shot a kid. So that's, uh, so this other guy comes up behind him. Um, he says, you know, it's great that you did this, but the director yeah, doesn't want this information yeah, he was, he, Yeah, he was in on it, but now after Punisher did the deed, he was supposed to kill Punisher, but obviously Punisher yeah. is able to defend himself. But now he is super mad. Because, yeah. you know, the thing about, about Frank Castle is, obviously, he's a lot like Elector in a way that they kill, but they don't, like, just kill to kill. Yeah, they have a code. They have a code that they follow. And yeah. Punisher, probably more than anybody else, has a very strong code. Yeah. You know, he doesn't kill good people. He only kills bad people. Yeah. And the fact that he killed this kid, kid was still bad, but it's a kid, it's upsetting him. And you can yeah. see in that last he's panel, to too, question he's like, what's going on. if this enemy is starting to enlist children into this drug war, then this is gonna, then this is, this is worse than I thought. Yeah. So anyway, so now we cut back to the main story. That was a beeline, the whole Punisher thing. And literally, Matt is digging up Electra's grave. And 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 uh, as soon as he takes off the lid, the smell is overpowering of the decaying body. And he and uh, Foggy drives up and is watching this all from the distance. Mm, no, he's he's walking through and he hears a sound. He hears the sound of a, a cry. Of, uh, oh, okay, no. that yeah. But he is a distant at that yeah. point. And we and we find out that Matt is actually filling Electra's dead face with his hands. And uh, she's still quite pretty, um, <laughs> even though she's been decaying for a while. Um, but then uh, Foggy comes up and says, Matt, I'll take you home. And literally Matt is crying and he saying, Foggy, down. she's dead. I loved her. I loved her. And then it's just three panels of of Foggy helping Matt to his yeah. feet and then walking off. How did they didn't just so, leave the corpse lying out in the open for some yeah. poor unsuspecting person so, I still like, so this was the reaction that, or no, this is what they ended up giving us as readers of how Matt dealt with Electra's um, passing, and mm-hmm. and it was cool, it was neat, but I still kind of want, you know, still wanted that moment that we'll never get of Electra dying in his arms and how mm-hmm. crazy it made him feel on the inside, at least yeah. for his perspective of the story. Yeah, but it was still, it was, it's still good, and and I I have nothing to complain about for one eighty one. One eighty one was great. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's it is definitely one of the best for sure. Yeah, so Matt is now borderline insane because uh, the one true love of his life is dead, but he knows she's dead, and that's the closure. So when we when we're done with issue two hundred, mm-hmm. you know what we're I think we should talk about like what our favorite maybe we each do our favorite ten issues or something, and we'll talk about. Yeah, them. we did that with, with the first one hundred. Yeah, well, we can Yeah, we'll do something a little similar with two hundred, but. Just off the top of your head, is 181, now that you've read 1 through 180, mm-hmm. up to 181, is yeah. 181 still holding a spot as your favorite, you think? In that first run, yes. There's an issue that comes up. I think it's after Frank Miller. I think it's 192, maybe? Directly after Frank Miller. Mm-hmm. I think 191 is his last one. 192 is a great standalone issue and it's another Ben Ulrich one. Mm-hmm. And it's it's I really liked it. I enjoyed yeah. it more than I thought I was going to. I'm excited to see your, your list of your top 10 favorite through the first 200. Yeah. I think that would be something that'd be cool to see which mm-hmm. your top 10 favorite issues are. Yeah. It's it's 10, ten is that too much? We'll no. Do five. No, you're happy with 10? 
I we can do, do ten. I can do here's, my top. I can tell you my top one hundred and eighty-one no. issues of this. Thing. No, we should do our top ten issues, and uh, we don't have to talk about them no. for very long. We no. can, we we can just say lists are good. Yeah, lists are good. Yeah, the only issue of Daredevil so far, the only issue that I haven't enjoyed at some level, is the one with the aliens in upstate New York. Yeah, that one was... That one, I remember just reading it and being underwhelmed. At all. And it wasn't even a good, cool moment for Dedo. It was like a goofy moment where they didn't even really explain why they were scared of him. And I remember thinking, ah, oh, really? That's it? Okay. But other than that, I've loved every single issue. Yeah. At some level. There's been something in every single issue that I've just been like, that's incredible. I love that. I love this character. I love this. I love... Even the Skywalker one. I love yeah. that one. That's great. The f- him <laughs> fighting, just the fact that he was fighting Deathstalker and they're doing this weird phase in and out. I love all everything there. I didn't like the one, probably my least favorite might have been um, the one where the Avengers are in it and uh, in the hospital. No, 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 not that one. No, no, this one. My least favorite one is probably the one where he wakes up and he starts boxing. And he lives a whole nother life, and the he has Steve am- Ditko standalone. I can't remember. He has, oh, it was the he has uh, amne- Fleischer, though, right? Yeah, he has amnesia. Yeah, and he and he's this boxer for this yeah. really long time. And then that that bad guy had those knives. Yeah, that, that, that had, was great. That had, they had the, the knife, knife tips the that, that shot out, and he had a cheetah or a, a yeah, leopard or something. That might have been my my least favorite one. Yeah. Maybe I can tell you the three that that have been like that for me. There you go. I, I've got it up to three, and it's the leopard. The leopard and the aliens. The two leopards and the aliens. Yeah, so you didn't like that one either, the one that, I just told I, you. I yeah. liked it. I, oh, liked, okay. I liked the bit where he's in the changing room and he says, you know, I can hear the, the leopard coming in. I can hear it walking. Yeah. I, it was a leopard, right? It wasn't, uh, some big or a cat. Or a cheat or something. Yeah, yeah. And, he, you know, he's talking about how he can hear it padding and then the cat gets up on the top yeah. of the lockers and mm-hmm. is like, oh, that's how he's going to get me. Okay. And the fact that he, he grabs its tail and spins it into the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> And kills it and, it, and it dies. The, yeah, the, the bad guy accidentally St- stabs, stabs it. it so stabs it kills his own him. leopard, yeah. It's great. That stuff is awesome. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just I just think about what that does to the content or how continuity is affected or how, you know, like the fact that Matt was gone for like a couple of weeks and nobody yeah. said anything and nobody found him. And it was a, That could just be like, there's it was enough a throw, craziness. It was there. a throwaway yeah. issue. That throws the whole he's only 30 stuff way out of whack as well. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> there's no way he's 30. Yeah. I, see, I I don't know. I see superheroes as in their mid thirties, thirty five, twenty eight for me. All of them, twenty eight. Yeah, I don't know. I think of a, a superhero like like think about the Rock, how the Rock is right now. Uh huh. You know, is he in his forties? Maybe, but you see how he's like he's big and strong, yeah. and and that's how I see superheroes. Um, not necessarily as big as a Rock, but just yeah. th- not when the Rock was twenty three. You okay. know, I see them as like. They've been through these experiences and, uh-huh. you know, and I don't know. I Jason you. Statham, same thing. <laughs> he could be a superhero right now. He could be Batman. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Jeff Chelios. Um, I'm, uh, <laughs> Tommy Wiseau. Tommy Wiseau. He could be... You know, <laughs> He could be that. He's, he's shown his skill at playing the uh, the Joker. So, um, sorry, everyone, we're going off on a real tangent here. Yeah. But thank you. The uh, one eighty one way, one eighty two. Great issues. Um, yeah, 
And uh, if you haven't read them, if you read them, please do. One eighty one, you got to read it. Yeah, it's a great one. Mm-hmm. Um, next week we will be covering one eighty three to one eighty five and a couple of uh, pop ups in uh, Fantastic Four. And some more defenders. I'm sure it's going to be one panel. And no, actually, I think this is the one where he uh, he actually is Daredevil for a bit, and then he changes into another costume okay, with a whole bunch of heroes, and they go good. on a little adventure. Because sometimes it's hard for me to read these issues when yeah. we, when, when Daredevil doesn't play a part in them because usually it jumps you're into just the, right in the middle of something. It, you jump into a middle of a storyline, yeah. and you're like, yeah, how I confusing don't know. was like, that Defenders one? Yeah, it was like who are, they, they go who to are some, all these people. Yeah, I've like, never heard. Of at Harvard. first, I thought it was Etrigan. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was it was Etrigan. I thought I thought the gargoyle. Yeah, the gargoyle one. Yeah. It's like like a I don't know. Yeah, suddenly like nine people that you've never heard of are talking about someone who's dead. um, The Defenders is a fun one because it's so crazy. It's Mm -hmm. so wild what was going on in that book. Um, So we have the Fantastic Four, a couple more Defenders. And then the week after that, we're going to do 186 to 190. And a little miniseries called Contest of Champions. Not a little one. It's a big one. I think it's four issues or something. Yeah. Yeah. I like Contest of Champions. Yeah. It's, I like the first contest of champions that we read. That we one did, was yeah. That one was really good. Yeah, these are all like secret wars precursors. Yeah, what, what was it? What was it? Was it? It wasn't called contest. It was called the contest of champions, but it was was it, it was just a special. It was defenders. It was in, it was in defen- special. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that one was really good. Yeah, that was good. Um, and then um, and then we're gonna wrap up the week after that episode uh, forty one. We're gonna wrap up um, Frank Miller's run. We have issue one ninety one. And a couple of other pop-up appearances for Daredevil, but we're going to be focusing just on that. Um, but yeah, that's it. We're going to be we have three more weeks of Miller, mm-hmm. Miller. Three more weeks of Miller. Three more weeks of Miller, and um, and then wow, we're, we're almost at almost into the two hundreds. We're going to get canceled before that, Jamie. No, I feel like there's going to be. <laughs> It's gonna be maybe we'll be picked up by a smaller network. And oh, like, oh, yeah. we'll move networks, right? Yeah, we'll change the time that we we come out. Right? Yeah. We've, uh, how many issues of Daredevil have you read now? And it's it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, because you know it's not crazy, but it is because I've been we've been reading them in such a truncated way. It's like th- there's been a couple of days in the last few weeks where I've just sat down and read like ten issues of Daredevil in a go, and it's like, oh my goodness, this is. This is great. And it just gets better. And I love it. Yeah. And it gets better and better. And then we go from like one creative force to another creative force. And as much as everyone loves Frank Miller and, and Klaus Janssen's run, it gets better afterwards and it keeps going. Was Daredevil your favorite superhero before you started this podcast? Daredevil has always been a favorite of my superheroes. I have a soft spot for um, Blue Beetle, mm-hmm. but that's mainly because of the the um, the early Justice League, Justice League International stuff mm-hmm. and his little... Uh, solo series from the 80s i think it was a six or something like that um but daredevil has consistently been a favorite character of mine um is he your favorite now yeah absolutely yeah yeah absolutely. isn't that cool yeah isn't that neat yeah and i love all the costumes hey you're 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 allowed to have a favorite from marvel and a favorite from dc no hey so you can like blue Be- blue beetle and daredevil yeah it's good okay cool yeah I'm going to do that. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Find us on Facebook. And the Twitter. And the Twitter. <laughs> and, the, and the internet. And the, and the iTunes. Thank you all for listening. Uh, I am Jamie. I am Joshua. And we just did Daredevil. Bye. Bye.